0: hey good morning all welcome to the common good podcast boy we got a treat for you uh coming today We're launching a brand new segment to our common good podcast uh many mondays casey franklin right there and i are going to talk to each other uh we call this uh red hat blue hat talk um casey and i have known each other a long time we've been i don't know we we'll, we'll some we should probably count up the, the numbers 35 40-ish years something like a long time like I was just barely well, a teenager. Yeah, you may have been a teenager <laughs> when we when we met. Yep. So we've been friends a long time. Both faith leaders, um, both do other things in our lives now, and uh, text an awful lot to each other, and really disagree about <laughs> Donald Trump, and some, and text a lot about that. So we thought, uh, hey, let's take that conversation more publicly and share it with others. So we're super uh, excited about this. This is our first episode of this. So Casey, super good to have you on. Thanks for this
1: thank you so much yeah it's an honor
0: all right so i'm in minneapolis we often start these little chit chats with the weather it's a perfect summer day here in in minnesota in the the southwestern or southeastern part of minnesota so great time here you're in colorado How, how how's life in colorado
1: it's good man i'm in the the beautiful rocky mountains we've got a blue sky today perfect 55 degrees uh sunshine cool mountain air it's it's wonderful it's beautiful
0: Still love America, do you? you still okay with it? You all right? <laughs> By the way, that's, a, that's a bit of a running thing with uh, with Casey and I. All right. So uh, that's, kind of a that there we go. that's
1: kind of a loaded question.
0: Yeah. So, uh, all right. Um, a lot of things are going to come out of this. We're going to tell some histories about how we've gotten to know each other, um, what we talk about, um, what it's like to have a friend. And I also have, A lot of people I care about and love who I really disagree with about Donald Trump. I mean, there's people I disagree with about politics, which is one thing. And like what we should do is people that vote the way I do and I disagree with them. Some people I agree with. Some people I don't vote like, but we agree on lots of things politically. It's not always the same thing, you know, with who you agree with and all. And then there's Trump. And I really feel like Trump is different. I mean, my opposition to Donald Trump being the president ever again after his election in 2016 is... I mean, I spend a lot of my life energy trying to make sure that man never uh, affects the country by being president again. Um, And Casey, you think really differently about him. Um, So that's going to be the heartbeat of of our conversation. Um, But we're also friends and we also think about lots of other uh, other things. And that's what I think is interesting about all of this is how it is and why it is that the conversation of Donald Trump has broken so many relationships has broken so many oh. friendships. Casey, is that is that true for you? Do you feel like you've lost friends or are distant from people you care about? Oh definitely.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean it's it's a thing. It's a big, big thing. And uh, you know, sometimes you you realize that it's just something that you cannot talk about because it will impact the relationship. And I think that's sad. I I really do. I think it's sad. And it's one of the things that I love about our friendship is I feel like we can be very honest with each other and vehemently disagree. And yet, um, you know, as, as you'll recall, I often end, you know, a lot of our, uh, kind of conversations with love you, man. Yeah. You know, and I think that's so important because we have to get back to being able to love one another no matter what.
0: Yeah. And, and loving across that difference, even when we believe that difference has great implication, um, when we feel that the if if I if I if po- if politics goes the way I want to see it go in America, you're really worried about things. You're really worried about the well being of people, oh, the well being sure. of the country. You think the country would be in really um, dangerous situation, and that would have great impact on people's lives. So when you're opposed to my ideas sure. and when you're opposed to my thoughts about why Trump shouldn't be president and what I think about Joe Biden and all this. That's not just a political conversation. You actually can play out real-world consequences, and obviously I feel the same way. I think that if Donald Trump were elected to that office again, it would have real detrimental effects in in real lives. So I'm just putting in the context that we both – like there's a lot on the line here about our other and current commitments that we have to people and to goodness and all. And that's so so when we say we still love each other and we're still going to talk to each other and we're still going to keep up the conversations, it's not because we're downplaying the consequence of the the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that's true. It's really because of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we're both very passionate, you know, and I love I love people that are passionate about anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and I admire people when they're passionate about things. And we both share passion and we have that in common. So,
0: you know, so I I don't know if this is quite true, Casey, it might be when we first started texting about Trump, particularly, I may not Mm -hmm. have had a guitar hanging over my shoulder. I've been playing guitar for (laughs) about a year and a half. And I think we've been texting for significantly longer than that. So um, you've had a guitar, though, hanging over your shoulder. uh, If you've been on a camera angle like this for a long time, you're a a long time and accomplished guitar player. I'm a wannabe. I bring all that up because there might be some moments where in the midst of all of what we're, uh, all of what we're doing, we might all, also, uh, you know, like just share a, share a song with each other. You know, we might, uh, we might actually make a little it. goodness, make a little music, uh, have something, have something decent happen. And, and I kind of like that. I don't know how that's going to play out. I'm not a good enough guitar player to just confidently start, start playing. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to, I got to work hey, it but up you're, a little bit. Uh, you're improving rapidly yeah. and uh yeah, thanks. Thanks. There, there are a few people in the world to whom uh, have watched my guitar playing as frequently as you, because I send you little videos of, of the guitar playing. So, um,
1: And um, I promise, I, I, uh,
0: the secret's safe with me. That's right. Yeah, that's right. A couple of times I've said, if you share this anywhere, that'll be yeah. it. I mean, we, we may not break our relationship over Trump, but if you share this, you know, this video, that, that, that would be the end of it. Well totally, um, totally understand. So Casey, we, we met, um, like I was saying, I don't know, 35 years ago, 1987. So people probably know when that is 35, 36 years ago, I was a new youth volunteer or maybe a youth intern at a church that you were attending. So I was in college, you were a high school senior. So we're, you know, kind of, kind of contemporaries, um, And I've known each other through all that. I've started a church. You've started a church. We both worked for organizations and denominations. Like there's a lot, uh, we're similar in age. We're similar. You come from, from the same, you know, from Minnesota where I am, even though you're in Colorado now, like there's so Mm -hmm. much that's similar about us and then there's this big difference. And I think that's super uh, enlightening, you know, that um, because sometimes (laughs) when people think about opponents or, 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 Sometimes people step into calling opponents enemies, and I just think we have to recast the concept of enemies, but we can talk about that later. But when you think about somebody who's opposed to you, it's easy to, when you don't really know them or understand them or think, Uh I have literally no idea who these people are, where they've come from, what they've done, why they think the way they do. Yeah, and Trump— a lot of people experience this in families and friendships they're like no these are people super close to me like these are people sometimes that raised me or that I was their parent and now this thing is is happening and I think that's particular yeah. do you have any do you think about that much about how similar we are and oh, how we yeah in such oh, different spaces yeah yeah
1: very much i've I've often thought about it and i've you know I've tried to kind of figure it out you know and I don't i i doubt there's a real you know obvious answer but I, I think it's, it's something to explore and uh, it just goes to show that you can, you can come from a similar background in a similar uh, area. You can be raised in the same city and attend the same church and come to very different
0: conclusions. Yeah. 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 It is. I mean, okay. Granted there's been a lot of years since then, so that might, but I don't know, yeah, even along, true. even along the path, I mean, our, you know, I've been with you a number of times in Colorado Uh, before Trump was elected and and after and all this. So um, it's it's not like um, environmental circumstance is the only explanation, which which I think is is worth naming Mm -hmm. and and worth recognizing. So so we're going to we're going to get into it. anything else you want to you want to share as far as biography goes, your own or our relationship or or any. Well, I I
1: want to share one thing real quick. And that is. uh, I'm a big fan. I have one of your books here. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. He still got it around. Yeah. It's a book I wrote called the Christianity worth Absolutely. believing. That's sweet of you. Thank you. I mean, I can literally turn around and put my hand on your book. That's well, kind of cool. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, if there's no other biography we need to, to chat about, should we start talking about some of our um, sure. perspective divergences in light sure. of our uh, love for each other? All right. So, one of the things we've been texting about recently is Trump's indictment. And I think that the indictment really shines a light on um, a perspective that, that we both have. Um, I'm someone who has deep concerns about our justice system, how it functions, who who's privileged by it, who's penalized by it. You care about those things. We both want to work on criminal justice reform and goodness and treatment. Yet when it comes to Trump, I'm pretty confident that the indictments that I've read from the federal government and even the one from New York are legitimate charges that would be brought against anyone because of the crimes that are detailed in that in those indictments. If they're indeed proven out to be true um, after a defense is brought on them, those are crimes that need to be brought by by the Justice Department. Uh, and, And I think Donald Trump has a history of criminal behavior and has dodged it for a very long time. There's a number of lawsuits and, and, and criminal uh, proceedings against his, his businesses and against him and so on. So I think it's just long legacy of this stuff going on. You think differently about it though. You, 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 you yeah. see these indictments um, not holding weight and re- really being an indicator of something else. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And you know, I want to back up just for a minute. Um, and I'll, I'll admit to you that back in 2016, uh, or before, whenever, whenever he announced he was running, and all this started, you know, happening, uh, you know, I'll be the first to admit I had, I had questions about him. I, I wasn't too sure about him. I wasn't convinced. I didn't really understand who he was and what he was all about, and and what he stood for, what he believed, what kind of leader he would be. Um, so I had a lot of questions uh, early on. I wasn't real too sure. And I think I think some of that um, is a result of the mainstream media uh, because from the very beginning they painted him as a monster. Uh, they put him in a very very negative light, and so as someone you know who was just trying to figure out what was going on and who what mm-hmm. in the world I mean yeah. so weird that somebody like him would even consider running for president. You know he was such an outsider, such a um, non politician. All that kind of stuff so so i wasn't too sure and you know i wanted to reserve judgment and uh over the course of time i began to see that uh he was not at all the way or the person that the media was portraying so Hmm. so i think uh, that's that's the first thing i wanted to mention um and i think that to be really brutally honest i think that Uh, He was under attack from from before he was even inaugurated. Um, You know, the Democrats were saying they were going to impeach him uh, even before he was uh, inaugurated. So, I mean, that tells you something. And if you look at who the players are, who the people are involved, uh, these are all people that that, uh, hate conservatives, they hate Republicans, and they hate Donald Trump. And these are the players involved in this. So I think there's uh, a bias going on here. And I think we have to look at that very, very carefully.
0: Yeah. Look, man, I, okay. So I, I hear you and I want to make sure I we take time in each of those points. Cause I think they, I think they really matter. Um maybe we've even texted about this but look donald trump didn't come out of nowhere to run for president he he's on oprah back in the 1990s talking about maybe running for president when he accused three young black men of of uh, a crime in central park and called for their execution that was a setup for him running for for president he had been meeting with pat robertson in 2012 uh, to look at a presidential run so this idea that like, oh, well, I mean, where does Donald Trump come from? He must be some select person outside the political system. I mean, I'll just tell you, I, I know that's the story he creates for people so that he can be an outsider to the swamp and all the kind of language. It's not factually accurate, I don't think. And I don't think it. it's um, what a lot of people um, uh, should be believing. Not granted, most people know the guy as you know, a bit of a celebrity character, you know, truly like on a celebrity, you know, reality TV show. Um, Not, not truly much of a businessman per se, but a marketer and his name is, is, is his value and all the rest of it. So he's, you know, he spent his time as a, as a celebrity and then, uh, and then then ran for office. Does that change anything for you? Like, like when I hear you say Donald Trump comes out of nowhere and all this, I'm like, okay, that's just not, I don't think that's that, that does that
1: Well, I I hear what you're saying, but he came out of nowhere in the sense that he was not a politician. Uh, He was a businessman. Yeah, he was a he was public figure. He was, you know, I don't know if you want to call him a celebrity, whatever. I mean, celebrity apprentice, of course. But uh, you know, yeah, he was in the public eye for sure. But um, you know, from a polit, you know, most of the politicians in my lifetime. You know, I can't think of one major politician that was not a politician before they ran for president. Can you?
0: Well, yeah, yeah. There there are people who have run for president and weren't and weren't politicians. Yeah. I mean, in fact, you know, some of the people in Trump's cabinet who also ran for president, Carson and and others, okay. you have four. But so, nobody's so, yeah, one no, no, yeah. who didn't have any experience yeah. being a uh, yeah. doing doing something similar to the job, which we can get to. Yeah performance maybe in another episode, like how how we think he did, because I think he was a disastrous president because the things he wanted to accomplish that could have been decent, he didn't. And the things that were harmful, he did. So we, we can sort of get to that later. Um, but yeah, I get your point that he, he didn't come from the same sector. Um, but truthfully, and here's the hard thing, any president that we end up with and just sort of go back through the through the history, short of a sort of George H W Bush you know who came from being vice president and didn't really have a name himself these are people that have had to build some public reputation and whether you mm-hmm. can do that as a politician and build some public reputation uh, or you're having to do that as you're as as you're moving it's happening all right so so the other point i think was important here is and this is your narrative and story, and I think it's important. I think it's true for millions of people, and a lot of people who think the way I do and have Trump friends, Trump supporting friends, currently in twenty twenty three, don't recognize this. That some people move closer to Trump after he was elected president in, and took office in mm-hmm. twenty seventeen. Like they, they joined in more fervently, and you you represent that that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you you said that you thought the media was telling a story that wasn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I have a hard time with that because uh, the media that, that I watched, which is kind of the left leaning media, middle to left leaning media with a little bit of occasional Fox news in there only to sort of see kind of what the other political side is saying. They were just running no. clips of him saying things like you should punch him in the face or I'm a celebrity. I can grab women by the, You know, I don't want to say it on this podcast because I want to be as as crass as Donald Trump and um, or him saying, hey, Russia, if you have Hillary's emails, I want you to release those. Or we're going to have a Muslim band or they're sending us the criminals or sending us the rapists. Like this stuff that he was saying is what the media. That's why people like me were so concerned about someone like this being president. But when you hear the things Trump actually says and then the media reports it that lands for you differently, though, doesn't it? Like you you don't, you, it, it didn't impact you in the same way. Well,
1: uh, well, I think you're making my point to some extent, because you're, you're actually admitting that the media was actually cherry picking what they wanted to portray for this particular person. And, you know, the media does this all the time. They pick out what they want. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm personally thankful that uh, I don't have video footage of me saying stupid things, and stupid things that I've said, that are out there for someone to go and find and and put on, you know, the media, because I think we, if we're honest with each other, and we're honest with ourselves, we've all said stupid things. Uh, so, you know, if if someone wanted to take me down. And there was footage out there of me saying dumb things and rude things. uh, You know, I, I'd probably be in just as much trouble. So you're kind of making my point. They, they actually found, they went out and they found the things that they wanted to portray. And, uh, you know, they leave out other things, you know, and this is what media does, and especially the, uh, the mainstream media. And they were wanting to create a certain narrative of Trump because they did not want this man to be elected. And so they, it was basically but, a propaganda why didn't campaign. They?
0: What, why, so, so I'm going to, I want to circle back to this because I think there's something really important in there, but in your story, as you tell it, yeah. why did the media mm-hmm. not want him to be elected? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, did they not want any, is it just that he's a Republican? Was there some, this is, I'm talking about before he was ever in office, you know, uh, launch of the, yeah. wh- why was there a, and, and look, I can barely say with a straight face that the media was biased against Trump in 2015 yeah. and 2016. The guy got all the media attention. Like it was, I watched so many Trump rallies on my TV <laughs> yeah. and I'll tell you as somebody who wanted to have a Hillary Clinton sure. yard sign in my yard, but the campaign was so, dysfunctional in Minnesota. I couldn't even get a yard sign. Um, I never saw coverage of her. Now that was her own campaigns doing, but I saw so much Donald Trump, the access he was given by the media, the mm-hmm. level to mm-hmm. which he just, everything he did. So I'm a little confused about the, like th- that backstory, which we don't have to spend a lot of time on. Cause you know, now we're talking seven years ago, uh, but I do think yeah. it's indicative of like a view of the world. What, well, why? Like, mm-hmm. Is it really true that they only cherry-picked? Yeah.
1: Well, I think that they did. Uh, sure, they covered him a lot and and whatnot. But just look at the way. Just look at the difference between the way the mainstream media treated Barack Obama and the way they treated Trump. I mean, it's just so. I mean, anybody with some common sense here, with any sense of objectivity could see the difference and uh, it, it's just it's just there. Now, did, why did they not want him to be president? Number one, he's a Republican, he's conservative and, and mainstream media is not uh, for people who are conservative. Hmm. Uh, and then number two, uh, I think that because it's my opinion, my humble opinion that the mainstream media is working for the Democrat party and has for a long time, that they do, they do what the Democrat party wants. So the Democrats don't want Donald Trump to be president or didn't at the time and still don't. Uh, and uh, a lot of people in mainstream media are Democrats themselves and uh, don't like Donald Trump. So, uh, and I think they were, to be honest with you, I think they were afraid of what someone like him would do if they got into to office uh, because he's a disruptor. He's someone who does not go along with the status quo, uh, would not continue the uh, the games that I think are played in Washington, D.C. And um, they he was an unknown. He's like, nobody knows what this guy is going to do. And I don't mean that in the way that you would think of it. Like, oh, no, he's going to like, Destroy the world or whatever,
0: yeah, right. destroy, uh, destroy I, NATO or something, yeah, like
1: that. Yeah, no, I, I think I think he was just an unknown commodity because he's he wasn't a politician. So it's like, what mm. is this guy going to do? He's Going to walk in to Washington D.C. and he's very unpredictable and he could disrupt everything. I mean, he could change a lot of things that we don't want changed. So I think that's why, in mm. a nutshell, uh, the mainstream media. The Democrat media, as I call it, did not want someone like Donald Trump, and they definitely don't now.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Okay, I, I as somebody works inside of uh, systems that interface with the Democratic Party, I can assure you the Democrats are not running the media, man. It, they can, uh, it's, it's no, no, no political party is. It's just we have too complex of a system. It's not how it goes. All that. But I, I, right, but you like, have, but, uh, wait. wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. You do have to admit, though, that there are a lot
1: of Democrats. And I would say, yeah, if you if you an honest poll, there are more Democrats mm-hmm. uh, on TV in the mainstream media doing the reporting, doing the talking than there are Republicans. Is that Maybe. fair to say?
0: Maybe. I mean, on, on TV. <laughs> well, I, all I'm saying <laughs> is that on TV, there's just such a small number of people that are on television at all. There's such a small number of reporters. Mm-hmm. You you and I could probably sit here and name every reporter or on, on-air on personality that we see on a regular basis. We could come up with a list and mm-hmm. it's not gonna be that long. You probably had more people at your birthday party than is that list. So that's a teeny, teeny list of people. Now, there's a lot of producers behind all that. There's a lot of investigative reporters, a lot of editorial boards. There's a whole very sophisticated and complex system. Um, so is the does the media mm-hmm. have a perspective Yes, because the media is wide ranging. I mean, from Steve Bannon uh, and Newsmax and Fox News and the OAN network and all the like firmly rooted in the right side you know, and then Mother Jones or maybe Rolling Stone or Vanity Fair on another side and then NBC and and, and MSNBC and CBS and PBS. But look, if you're trying to suggest that somehow PBS and ABC and NBC and, and CNN and the owners of all of that, that everybody, everybody conspired together to take down Donald Trump and couldn't pull it off. I, I just have to say, and I know this comes up a lot well, in our conversations. I, I don't I think it's possible to believe, believe that, that, that these people were yeah. all, you all to working me. together you had... okay but
1: that's not what i said and that's not what you asked me um they weren't conspiring i wouldn't i wouldn't use that phrase they just happened to all be on the same page I uh see. by and large and i'm not talking about the conservative media you listed i'm talking about the stuff that most people watch abc nbc cbs msnbc cnn uh Fox. Most of the people that are yeah. talking uh, on those uh, media commentaries, you know, and channels, they do not like Trump, and they are not Republican, and they are not conservative.
0: So, yeah, there's that. I, I, I'm I not saying they all troll, conspire; they may not be. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's and fair. Gonna, yeah, I think that's yeah, a good pushback. That's...
1: One, more thing, one more thing I want to say. One more thing I want to say. Um, when we, when you and I were growing up, Doug. The mainstream media was, I'd say, left-leaning. Just just generally speaking, they've always kind of been left-leaning. But back when you and I were growing up, you know, Walter Cronkite and, you know, all these guys that, you know, we would watch. Dan Rather. At least they would try to, yeah, Dan Rather, at least they would try to stay with the appearance that they were neutral. Hey, I'm neutral. I'm not going to tip my hat one way or the other as to what I think. I'm just trying to report the news. I'm just trying to report what's going on. And you could always kind of, if you, if you really watched carefully, you could kind of tell that there was still that leaning there, but at least they, you could tell also that they were trying to be new to stay neutral because they didn't want to be accused of that. And it's so different today. It's so different today. It's like, nobody even cares that, uh someone knows that they're anti-conservative anti-republican and definitely anti-donald trump because what i feel like they've done is they've said what they've tried to create is this is normal this is how normal people think normal people think Mm -hmm. that donald trump
0: is an awful awful terrible no good awful person so yeah i hear you no yeah look look there's a a There's a point made there that the media was in a very difficult situation, especially as the campaign heated up in 2016. And then Trump's time in in office, standing in Mm Charlottesville, speaking about Charlottesville, and saying there's good people on both sides. There are people who in the media were saying, look, general objectivity is not what we can have right now. We have to say, I'm a reporter or I'm an anchor, but I just need to also say, I'm not giving equal sides to arguments that this country has decided to set aside and and approaches that are taken that people thought were really dangerous. So I do think Donald Trump put a pressure point on some things that has caused us to ask some deeper questions. I think the media could be more more balanced when the options were more balanced. I think there's a lot of people and Look, I'm one of them. I sat right behind me in the corner and made a video just after Trump's election and said there's four possible outcomes here. You know, he could end up being not what we thought and things are going to be OK. He could be super incompetent. He could be um, really competent and destroy things or maybe the systems are going to protect and are going to hold and we're not going to get rid of the justice system or we're not going to get rid of the FBI and we're not going to turn on NATO and we're not like things that I really thought were a deep, deep concern that Donald Trump said himself he wanted to bring an end to that I thought would be disastrous for America. So, okay. Yeah. we, we, We were not dealing with a typical candidate point. Well made by you. He was not typical, but he also was saying things, dude, that I mean, The stuff that I rattled off earlier, short of what he said on a media bus to a media personality that he can grab women by the genitalia and they like it and let him do it because he's famous. Other than that, everything I quoted, he said publicly to a camera. He didn't accidentally get covered and somebody heard that he said something or what happens a lot. Somebody turns on their phone and sticks it in a, a, you know, what they thought was otherwise an unrecorded meeting and someone got sloppy with their language happens all the time. That's not the stuff I'm talking about. I'm literally talking about the proposals or, hey, Russia, if you're listening, kinds of responses or initial, I'm running for president. Why? Because they're sending us their rapists, they're sending us their murderers and these are bad people and we need to keep them out and and all this kind of stuff, which is a part of a language set that I will just say is what terrifies people when you start to talk about migrants, the way he talked about them and talks about certain people. And there's a movement that we've seen happen in the 20th and 21st century. That's dangerous. So I'm just saying like, I know you feel like the media is biased and if Trump just got a fair shake, I feel like the guy got all the attention he wanted and what he chose to do with it at rallies was say, I'd like someone to punch him in the face. I just, okay. So I guess we can kind of leave that, that, that I think there's a real difference here about what's being covered and like, boy, what, what, what about the good stuff? Well, by golly, what about the good stuff? Where is it? Like the guy gets all the attention and then I'll just be done for a minute. i love your response. People will say to me all the time. And maybe you have too, like, Oh, those are just tweets. He's just writing things as if what the president of the United States, or presidential candidate is saying to the public shouldn't be covered because he's doing it with his thumbs on a phone as a and, and like this idea that, well, why do you keep covering his tweets? And then you're like, because he's the president of the United States. This is where my brain just sort of starts to swirl around. So how, how do you? OK, I know that's a yeah. lot, but take. Yeah, no, take a swing I, at I, any I, of that stuff.
1: Certainly a fair point, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I mean, I keep I keep trying to go back to, you know, okay, you hate Donald Trump, I get it. You think he's dangerous. Okay, I, I get it. You know, and I think that, honestly, if it's it is really true, if Trump cured cancer today, a lot of people would still Hate him no matter what, and and I get it. I, I, I well, in some ways I don't get it, but but I get that that's how people feel. He's a lightning rod figure, but I do believe that no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, if you're running for president or whatever you and what you believe, that uh, you deserve to be heard. That's that's about our First Amendment rights, and so. Uh, I feel like the media not only cherry-picked those certain things that you guys love to bring up, the punch in the face and the other stuff, grab and all that stuff, um, but it's important that the media cover it all because actually some of the things that you've brought up, the media actually edited out the context of some of his statements. And, uh, for instance, uh, part of the indictment, thing, uh, they show the video of his speech, and they actually cut out the middle, they start with the, the the beginning, and then they cut out the middle and they go to the end. And the part they cut out was walk peacefully and patriotic, patriotically toward the Capitol building, that was cut out of the video that they yeah. showed. So, So all this stuff is going on. And I don't think it's right to say, Oh, he's so dangerous. We can't cover that. We can't show that. We can't that's just too dangerous. We No, let's let the people decide. Let's cut co- I agree with you. Cover his mm-hmm. tweets. Cover it, cover it all. And let's let the people make the yeah. decision about who should be president. Let's not make the decision for them or try to influence them as to who's right and who's wrong, who's better, who's
0: awful. Yeah. You know what? Look, look, people look that the Trump Trump hatred is deep. I, I just want to be on the record and say to myself, and of course to you, I do not hate Donald Trump as a person. Uh, I I don't. I don't know the man. I think he is a threat to the well-being of this planet if he's ever president again, and I think that he should never get anywhere near the White House. Do I also believe he's a beloved child of God, salt of the earth, light of the world? 100%. He's a beloved grandfather and father and maybe husband. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder, but what do I know? But he's a human being like everyone else. And my issues are with how he performs as a person in the role of a public figure being or seeking to be the president of the United States. I know that's not true of everyone. I wish it were, Um, you know, look, I know people who hate Barack Obama. Uh, They've said it to my face. I don't know what you're feeling, but like they despise that guy, not Mm -hmm. just because of his, him as president, they despise him you know? So Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a very real thing, which I don't think is only Donald Trump, I guess, is my point. And I think a lot of people like how you felt like, boy, he was really unfairly treated. A lot of people, millions of them also moved the other way, even voted for him and then said, Oh my gosh, I had no idea that was coming. So I think that's interesting that like you represent a person who wasn't so sure. And then have moved more in his, we literally wear a red hat, which Mm -hmm. we should have you turn around in a minute. Um, uh, and, and other people move and other people have, have, have moved the other way. So that's a reality that we uh, that, that we all share, right, is that Donald Trump is yeah. is a character in his running for president. Like, look, I don't care what he did on The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. I don't care what he did with his state company. I don't care what he did with his casinos that he managed to go broke on. I don't even care what he did with his colleges. I don't think he should have cheated, you know, his nonprofit uh, that got shut down and then they was banned from ever running a nonprofit again. I think that's a sign of someone who's not up to any good. But it's not about that stuff. It's just mm-hmm. about the, the, the hands on the presidency and, and I feel like this idea that like, Hey, let's just get a disruptor in there and be president. Like, that's just not my deal. Like I, I, I've, I've never thought that's a job for beginners. Um, and, and I, I think it doesn't, it hasn't served served us well. So I just want to be clear. Like I'm, I don't hate, Donald no, I, Trump I, but, but I want to say I'm looking at the, cha- I'm looking at the chat here of people making comments. Cause this is a live stream. Oh yeah. No, there's some people who, who clearly, clearly do not just in the chat, but I'm just reminded by the yeah. fact that they do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, here's the other thing is, you know, it's not like Joe Biden didn't say, uh, let's take him out behind the shed and beat him up or whatever. You know, I mean, uh, people have said, you know, it's both sides. You know, people say weird things, especially when they're in the public eye and they're trying to get attention and all this stuff. And, you know, I don't I don't condone that kind of stuff. Um, But I think there's something deeper going on. And that's that's really what I think we need to address here in our conversations, and I'm, I'm loving this, by the way. I, I really appreciate you letting me talk. Um, and I, I just love the fact that we can do this. But you know, I think that Donald Trump represents for half of the country uh, something deeper that uh, is going on. And I think that there's a lot of people out there like me who really feel that the country's going in the wrong direction. Uh, that we need to get back to conservative principles. That uh, uh, we need smaller government, not bigger government. We need less taxes, not more taxes. Uh, we need to get back to our founding principles and morals of our country. You know, there's a lot of things that I think people like me that are out there that I think you know, half the country are are kind of feeling this way, and they're like, you know what, um, uh, things are not going well. And uh, the people that are in power are not doing a good job uh, and they're not taking us in the right direction. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. There's weaponization of the DOJ and and going after political targets and enemies. I mean, there used to be a, a time when the presidency was so sacred that, you know, I mean, even somebody like President Nixon said, you know what, I'm just gonna resign because I don't wanna put the country through this. You know this mm-hmm. is not good for yeah. the country whether i'm innocent or guilty it doesn't matter uh the country is more important than this uh and so you know we used to kind of have this sacred uh feeling about the presidency like you know let's not let's not even pick a supreme court justice during an election year let's not do this you know we've got bigger things going on here that we've got to protect the country and respect the office of the president and not take it down this road. So I, I think even people that strongly dis- dislike Donald Trump um, are going to be sorry that uh, we're going down this road. And I don't mean that in, in a weird way. I just mean we're setting a terrible precedent for our country. And uh, I, I think it's sad.
0: So yeah, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I, I hear you. I, can I, can I just me? respond? Because I mean, yeah. um, other than the one statement of wanting to be conservative principles, most of it I really agree with, I do think we need a different tax structure structure. I think people who make as much as you and I do shouldn't be paying taxes and people like Donald Trump should be paying a lot more. Yeah, I think we're right. We should fix our tax problem. We do have a very severe tax problem. Uh, we, we need to, we need to adjust all that. We do need to believe in our institutions. Again, we do need to make sure that the justice department is not, is not used for political ends. And those are the very things that make me think, how can you support Donald Trump? blows up the deficit, sends Bill Barr over to the Ukraine with Rudy Giuliani. We now have testimony from people all across the justice system where he wanted to use the FBI and the IRS to turn against his political end. Like the things that you are afraid are happening, we know happened under Trump. So it it all kind of, and then this idea that the presidency is more important than the person. Yeah, totally. That's, I mean, uh, This is why it's so shocking to me that you'd be like, no, but what Donald Trump should do for America and for the presidency is not say, I am so divisive and I'm so harmful. I'm not going to run again. He basically said, I didn't lose the last election and now started running again immediately after the end of that election. And then the Supreme Court thing, totally. The guy appointed two Supreme Court justices within months of the election, So I agree with you on those things, and that's partly why I'm so befuddled, and I've written this to you a bunch of times, like, why would you be supporting Trump then in light of those things you just said? So that's where I think you're right. We should get to whatever the deeper level is, because it feels like we agree on those things, and a president shouldn't behave like such. You think Biden's behaving that way. I think it's provable that Trump did. So- what are you doing supporting the guy? Or do you not believe he behaved that way? And, that you know, that's the thing we've we've been back and forth on text, you know, to the degree that my wife is like, are you texting Casey again? Stop, stop <laughs> and put your phone down. Right. Um, so uh, do, do you have, do you have any any thoughts on all that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, goodness gracious, we don't even want to get into the whole Biden thing right now because you talked that'll about be a
0: separate episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you talk about things that are provable, that are happening right now and that have happened while he was vice president and so on and so forth. And the the corruption is just unbelievable. And it's all provable. It's all there's all evidence all over the place for it. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that uh, Trump, for a lot of people, uh, embodies somebody who says, you know what, we need to clean things up. Uh, we've got a lot of messes that need to get cleaned up in this country. And, you know, the thing is, I mean, he's got a platform. Right. So instead of cherry picking the stuff that you don't like that, he said, let's look at his platform. I mean, he wants yeah. economic prosperity for all. He wants to secure America's borders. He wants to restore public safety. He believes in peace through strength, which we've got a serious problem right now with China and Russia. Uh, he believes in reclaiming free speech because, because our free speech is under attack in his in particular right now. And, of course, I know we strongly disagree with this one, but he wants to dismantle the deep state, which you know, that could be a whole nother episode. But be, yeah. I, I, think, I think that uh, those are the things that people like me go, you know what? Uh, it's like the what, how did they say it back in those days? Um uh, it's like the little guy, the average, hmm. the average guy who Democrats used to try to represent, you know, lunch pale Joe. Now he's made like fifty million dollars under the table that nobody knew about with foreign countries. Now it seems like, believe it or not, it's Trump that represents the little guy. And and that's that's what resonates with people. It's like, yeah. no, he's he's actually not out for the rich people. He's out to help the, the average working blue-collar guy that's paying too much in taxes. And not making enough money to keep up with inflation and you know we're seeing our our financial situation go down the tubes so i i just think that's kind of what's going on and that's why people resonate with him but here's the deal if it's not trump it's okay uh i'm okay with that it doesn't have to be trump okay so we can agree on that i i think we we need to have someone else okay whether it's trump or someone else we need uh, somebody else in there that, uh, believes in these things. So.
0: Yeah. Well said. And look, I, um, again, find myself deeply agreeing and I remember a Republican party. I voted for Republicans bunch in the two thousands, you know, I voted for Bush twice. Like I'm not always been, um, as opposed to Republicans as I am now. And the reason I am is because how they've chosen to behave, the, the things you mentioned, Man, I, I would love it if what they really cared about was the economic burden on the little guy, Republicans. That would be great, but I saw the tax bill that they did in 2017. It didn't do that. It exploded the deficit and passed it on to the wealthiest people who pay the highest amount of taxes in our country. That's what they did. Now, it's their choice, but I don't think you get to make that choice and then say we're, we're we're helping the little guy. They want to cut food benefits. They want to cut support. They want to uh, increase um, the burden that people. So we can talk about all that. We're not talking mm-hmm. about border security. We're talking about a wall. I'd love to talk about border security. As I've said, you know, we go to the border a lot. I want you to come with me and we'll talk about border security. What it means to secure the border is to have an immigration system that works and make sure the drugs stop coming in trucks like they come it's not a wall trump doesn't want border security he wants a wall so like we can go down the whole i try to write down you know a whole uh, bunch of the things you know strength through through our military the guy wants to end nato and wants to end you know our our military alliances around the country and call it strength so w- yeah look i would love to disagree on all that stuff but we can't because so many people say things like trump won the election everything is a fraud he uh, the justice like oh. As soon as Wait, the critiques on. against Trump come, here's what I feel like happens, Casey. as soon as the critiques come about Trump and not policy because we can talk about common political policy all day. I love that stuff. But honestly, people talk about Trump, and then all of a sudden, it's as much as you say there's people who just hate him and want to stop him. There are people who are just like, oh, if Trump says it, then it's then it's okay. Like he can't break the law. He's above it all. They look at actual federal indictments brought by which is something we want to talk about today. Now we're running out of time, but, uh, who wanted to, you know, um, uh, federal indictments brought by grand juries from the independent council of the justice department. People are like, Oh no, it's just Biden, just Biden. Just they're just trying to cover up for Hunter Biden. And like, honestly that can't be taken seriously in American politics that people are like, Oh, that's what's going on. Grand juries and the justice department is all doing the bidding of the president's son. I mean, Honestly, Casey, it just makes my head go like that. So- okay, but hold, hold
1: on hold, hold on all right let me let me respond, okay yep, so' let's look, let's look at the timeline uh, of Trump's indictments, okay? So on March 16th, Colmer reveals James Comer reveals that the Biden family has been receiving payments from other countries. and right after that, on April 4th, we get the New York criminal indictment from Bragg. June 8th, we get the uh, GOP views the Biden Bribery 1023 form. They get to actually look at it finally. Ray finally let them see it. And uh, the very next day, the very next day, Trump's indicted on the classified documents case. July 26th, Hunter plea deal falls apart. The very next day, July 27th, Trump is now charged with additional charges from Jack Smith. July 31st, Devin Archer testifies. The very next day we get the January 6th indictment. So how can you say that these things aren't related? That 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 you know the Biden administration, and we actually have proof now that Joe Biden told Merrick Garland. You need to go after trump stop st- stop playing around here you
0: need to go no, after. no we him. don't no we don't have that you, proof.
1: Yeah, sure. yeah we have proof of that <laughs> i'll show okay. you okay you
0: should yeah we'll come yeah. back but i just oh. that that's one i just can't let no we don't and no he didn't but anyway go on with the rest of it i'll send it to you so uh so there's there's a connection here
1: there's a direct correlation between what's actually being revealed right now and these uh trump indictments so Yes, there's there's something going on here. You can't deny that.
0: Well, I so anyway, Casey, and, and here's here's why, because like grand jury indictments are going to come out on Tuesdays or Thursdays because that's when grand juries meet. And it's the it's the process. The Alvin Bragg case was going on for more than two and a half years. All of these are cases that have thousands of people engaged in them and a time schedule that they're on that has nothing to do with the particular news cycle as released by Republicans. That's, that's so the idea, and, and it is coincidence, or or they know, like we've known for weeks that the January 6th indictments were coming. We've been texting about it. So maybe they release a whole, maybe Republicans release a whole thing because they're trying to mess up the news. Site. I don't know. But here's the point. It doesn't change anything. The day, what, what day a news story about Hunter Biden or a news story about Joe Biden's um, phone calls it becomes a news story. And when an indictment comes, what does that possibly have to do? You literally think, and this is what, what gets me, and it's hard for me not to say this in a way that feels dismissive, but I love you and I can't believe you think this. You believe that the Justice Department and that the grand jury system would indict a president, a former president of the United States for actions as president because they want to cover up a news cycle.
1: Well, that's not the only reason, but I think the timing is particularly uh, interesting. Let's just put it that
0: way. Well, it might be, but uh, but your point was, you can't deny that there was a news story and then there was an indictment. So what I think you're saying, and I want to take you seriously, you believe that they use that apparatus and federal judges... So that people wouldn't know that the 1023 form was now made available. Oh. Like oh. honestly, well, can okay. see, you can't well, believe that. So what's going on? You can't yeah. possibly believe it. Well,
1: no, what's, what's going on is what's going on is the Justice Department and the uh, the FBI have been weaponized by our current administration to go after a political enemy. That's the first thing that's going on. The fact that they happen to time things the way that they have is just helping to continue this narrative with the public to make sure that the news cycle gets dominated by Trump's a bad guy. Look at how bad Trump is instead of, you know, look this other way. Look, Hmm. you know, this is really, this is looking really bad for Biden right now, but you know what, this is really bad. So let's look the other way and let's focus on how bad Trump is. I I think there's some intentionality there. Yes. Uh, So, you know, that's, Okay. That's just how I look at it. So, right. well, no, no, um, look,
0: I, I hear you. And if somebody ever inquires me, one of the things I think about belief, and we've talked about this before is beliefs are not things that we feel like we always can, that we can always control. Like what we believe about something, you can't always defend it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what the belief is, you don't just start and stop beliefs. Like you're standing in the gum aisle and picking a gum, uh, one brand mm-hmm. of gum versus another, like th- they're deeply embedded. So I'm not trying to push you to defend something that, y- you know, you're, that your belief wasn't framed around the, the defense that I'm demanding from you. But I do want to just raise this with you and with other people, too, because this is a classic talking point. My guess is y- you found online somewhere where people laid out these dates. Like, this is not something Casey was just like, hey, this is kind of interesting. I noticed something today that's that's in a presentation because it's out there in the talking points brought to you by the Republican Party. I get it. But it's not actually a legitimate argument to respond to federal indictments against the former president of the United States. Like that's where it just feels. And I I know you don't like it when I call it conspiracies and other things, but I don't have another word for how the entire apparatus of the justice department would be used to stop a news cycle short of saying it's a conspiracy to stop a news cycle.
1: Well, I I think that the mainstream media has an agenda and, and any way that they can uh, you know, uh, keep the focus on how bad, bad Trump is and uh, minimize or not even cover in a lot of cases, what's going on with uh, the Joe Hunter Biden thing. I mean, this is a big scandal and we, we're not even talking about that. Cause like, you know, you like the mainstream media, all you guys want to talk about is Trump. So you guys are actually more obsessed with Trump than, than I am. Uh, well, Cause I keep true. saying, you know, <laughs> it, <probably>
0: <laughs> anybody,
1: you know, anybody but who we have right now is probably going to be better, but um, but, the question I want to pose to you, and I don't know how much time we have left because I want to play my guitar, but uh, the final question I want to pose to you is, explain to me, please, what crime did Donald J. Trump commit? What crime
0: did he commit? Uh, in, do you want me to do the January 6th uh, election? Sure. Interference, crime? Sure, crimes? let's that one for Sure. He criminally acted with others, his co-conspirators, the people he partnered with, to stop and to interfere with a legal governmental function, the counting and certification of the Electoral College votes. That is a crime. That's the crime he committed. He chose to defraud the United States government in that action. And he violated the constitutional rights for people to have their votes counted. So, those are the three general areas, and there's two charges with each. Those are the charges to interfere with a federal process, anyone who did it, but especially the sitting president of the United States who uses his power to do so, then to defraud the government, and then to prevent people from exercising their rights. Those are the crimes.
1: Wow. Yeah, I just don't see it that way. I mean, th- this isn't the first time a president has either lost or won and said, uh, I don't think that was right. I mean, Hillary said she lost um, and that the election was rigged. She said the election was stolen from her. So why
0: can't Donald Trump say, can. I think Donald this Trump elect- can say it, from- but, but what Hillary Clinton didn't do was when the certification of the Electoral College was happening, in December and then in January of 2016 and 2017, she didn't try to have people move to stop it from happening. That's what Donald Trump is charged with doing. He can say whatever he wants. Absolutely. I mean, the indictment even begins by saying Donald Trump can say whatever he wants. What he can't do is use those words as action to prevent a legal proceeding from going forward, which is what he did. By the testimony in the indictment of Republicans all across the country, in states from Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan and Arizona and Georgia, and the Vice President of the United United States, excuse me, and the former Attorney General at the time, William Barr. So all of these people are saying what Donald Trump did was to interfere with the counting of that, and his own lawyer this week just said that. Well, he was, you know, just trying to put a pause on it. All he wanted to do was put a pause. That is the act of interfering because it has a constitutional date by which it needs to happen. And he wanted to pause it. That's the crime. Now, you may not like it that that's a crime or want people want to believe that the crime is what he said, but it's not. That's why these are indictments that have been coming for two and a half years of investigation not driven by uh oh monday there was a bad news story about joe biden somebody better put together federal charges against trump I, it, okay that that was a little dismissive sorry about that but but th- that's the charge that's what's going on and uh it, it, and and i think those are, i think those are really bad crimes frankly i i know i get it that you don't cuz we've texted about it but i do think they're real crimes okay well
1: my response is we'll see if it if it's all proven to be true because yeah, for uh sure. I think all he all he was doing was pursuing uh, legal options. He was just looking at what what are my legal options. I have attorneys. I'm going to ask my attorneys for their legal advice. What are my what are my legal, if I really think I so if I'm if I'm the president and I run for re-election and I supposedly lose and I don't think the election was totally done honestly and fairly and with integrity, I'm gonna say, well, what are my options? What mm-hmm. What is within my legal right to do anything about it? And I think that's all he was doing and we will see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, okay, that's a great point. If If what he did was what his legal options were, now you've read the indictment you told me, so you know that the lawyers, his lawyers, Uh, at the time when he was the president on this matter, said to him, you have exhausted all of your legal routes. You've challenged them in court, you've challenged them with the secretaries of state, you've done all the things, the certification now is ceremonial, the decisions have been made by the states, and this is a federal process to respect the state's choices of electoral representatives. And that's what he chose to interfere with. It will be determined by law, and it's gonna be clear, this is not gonna be a complicated case, whether obstructing the certification of those as a legal procedure was a criminal act or not. You're for sure. Right. He needs to be uh, given the chance to defend himself on those, on those charges. Yeah, for sure. All right. Should should we, should we pause it here? Hey, I'll just tell people in in coming episodes, I've been leading this one in coming episodes. We're going to switch hats, not red and blue, but roles. And Casey will be, um, leading the discussion and interrogating me on the things that I think and why I think Joe Biden should be uh, re-elected uh, president if he chooses, if he, if he therefore chooses to run. So um, we're going to get uh, a chance for the, the swish and sway of these, uh, of these conversations. Uh, all right. So we hope y'all, y'all dug it. If you have any comments for us and you're on the, on the streams right now and you want those, Casey's got a song for us, which I think is just the best because we're good friends. <laughs> and, uh, and one of the things we can hold in common is music. And so, Casey, I'm not going to totally play along with you, but I am just going to have my guitar in my hand too, just so we can feel like, you know, I don't know, in our first episode, we, we, uh, we, uh, we at least played along, uh, played along with each other. So, all right. Thanks everybody for for listening. Casey, bring us a little, uh, a little, a great pick. A song by America at the end of our first right. episode of Red Hat Blue Hat Talk. That, Genius. Man. Genius. <laughs> uh, I love, love you, it. man. Uh, hey, love you buddy. Uh, all right, y'all. Uh, we'll be back uh, you know, coming Mondays and uh thanks oh, for thanks for, Let thanks me again. just Let me just uh oh, turn yeah. my hat around. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Says <laughs> Trump was right. On his hat. Uh, there well, you go. Just just the best. Well, he was right about a few love things. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, love you, buddy. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, yo, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Share this uh, widely if you can, or if you would. And uh, and let us know what you think we should talk about, too. If you've got some input for us, you can in, uh, send a, a, an email to uh, podcast at votecommongood.com. Podcast at com. I'm about to stop this. So if you put comments in wherever you're watching, too, and we'll be able to see those in a little bit. All right, Casey, we'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy.